You're listening to Career Up Now's Socially Distanced Close-Ups podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Caro Cook. Today, we're joined by David Chang, who is the CEO at Blocknology Digital Ventures. He has created tremendous opportunities by helping existing businesses in digitization, investing, and with blockchain applications. David, welcome. So my yeah. first question for you is, how and why did you become an entrepreneur? Yeah, I became an entrepreneur, what I like to think of as more of an accident. So when I was growing up in, on Long Island, I was always a math and science geek, and I figured computer science, you know, tons of fun. And when I graduated from Cornell, I ended up getting a job at probably the least entrepreneurial place. It was an investment bank. Goldman Sachs, thousands of people. And then by the time I left Goldman seven years later, I went to business school thinking I would come back to work for a really big place. I just got hooked in with people that were creating new things and startup land was, that was my first entree into it. And then 20 years later, six startups later, I find myself as a accidental entrepreneur just because I follow problems wherever they appear and I try to help solve them. That's amazing. I love that story. And it's, it's really remarkable how like so many individuals just happen to be in that like access, especially those with math and science backgrounds, how they find themselves solving a problem and entering into that space of accidental entrepreneurship. What advice do you have for new or young or aspiring entrepreneurs, maybe even specifically those that are in the engineering programs or in the math and sciences programs in their universities. That, that's a great one because that was essentially me 20, 30 years ago. I, I like to not think about the actual years, but there are many that have gone by since I was in those shoes. But I do have some advice for new entrepreneurs and I end up seeing a ton of founders these days. You guys are an angel investor, invest in about 60 companies. And then I also work really closely with students and student entrepreneurs, both at Babson and Harvard and have gotten to see some fan fabulous founders come out of those programs. And I've made a whole bunch of mistakes myself. And so advice really falls into three categories. There's the career advice that entrepreneurship is not just start your own thing. Many of the best founders actually cut their teeth by joining someone else's startup. And so you may not think of yourself as a entrepreneur, but when you join an early stage team, you get to do pretty much soup to nuts, everything. And so that's great training ground. So advice number one is around, it's not just starting. So join is also a big one. Advice number two is really for founders. And I can't tell you the number of times I've seen people make this mistake, which is they think that the idea is worth everything and they hold it really close to the vest and they don't share it. Little, little bit of advice, the, advi the, the idea is worthless, right? It's all about execution. So you wanna share that idea openly. You wanna find people that are thinking about that problem, even if they may be competitors. And so it's a little counterintuitive, but the worst thing that you can do in those early days is to keep it all by yourself and go solo. And, and maybe the third bit of advice is, if you do decide to start a company and you decide to share that idea broadly, the advice is really on execution and try to focus your experiments because startup land and entrepreneurship land is you don't know what the answers are. You can't think your way out of it. You have to actually do, uh, you have to build, you have to sell. And so make sure that you go out in the market, you focus your experiments and you reduce the number of iteration time so that you do a lot of experiments in market as opposed to just you know, the thought experiment on a whiteboard. Remarkable. I, uh, I love that threefold approach. I feel like it provides a tremendous amount of wisdom on 
those that are thinking of jumping into that space and how to do it. My next question for you is, what is it that you wish you had known before you got started? Yeah, God, you always wish you, you knew a lot more. And, and hopefully if this helps prevent someone from making a mistake that I had made, that will be well worth it. So I, I grew up in a, you know, just on the outskirts of New York City on, on Long Island. And I had actually started a business selling software to like larger companies like early on. And so the thing I wish I knew at the time and you know, didn't know at the time, but know now is whenever it comes to telling people what your idea is. And so you could be solving a problem in climate change, or you could have invented something that's really cool that you want to roll out, that it's really important for you as that founder and an entrepreneur to share both the, the long-term really big vision, and that can be really aspirational. And then you also want to be able to share like your credible next step. And the analogy I like to use that I've heard before was if you're climbing a mountain, make sure people know what the summit is and make sure people also know what your base camp is. And so the danger is if you only share your, your big vision, your big summit, and no one gets to know like how incredible you are, then they think you're just disconnected. Oh, you know, big dreams, no execution. But the reverse is just as bad. So if you're super credible and you talk about, oh, in the next week I can get this done. And in this analogy, it's the, you're at base camp and you know how to get to camp number one. People don't get to see your, what your big vision is. And as a result, they won't think it's a huge idea. And so make sure that when you share your idea with people, that you anchor them both on that big vision, that summit, as well as your next credible step, the base camp. Oh, that's a remarkable imagery on how to think about that approach. If I may ask one more question, what is one value that you hold dear? The value that is most important to me, which might be a little counterintuitive when you think about entrepreneurship, is that, that people come first. And it may sound a little trite, but when you've been a founder and you fight in the trenches with other people, and you win and you lose, you do find that team that you pull together and the people that you end up working with are so much more important than the company that happens to be the umbrella organization that you're all working part of. And so I can't tell you the number of times where I've gotten the old band back together and we've solved a new problem. And so even if it's a short-term pain where, oh, you know what, maybe the company won't do as well because you're going to lose a key person, invest in that person, invest in people that you work with, because it's a very long road and it will pay back tenfold as long as you take care of people. 